You're listening to the Inbound Logistics Podcast with today's guest, Andy Marsh, CEO of Plug Power. chain industry is always looking for any advantage to help it move more quickly, more efficiently, and more economically. One such resource could be in hydrogen fuel cell technology, which promises faster recharge cycles and a cleaner footprint. Retail giants Walmart and Amazon have already invested in hydrogen fuel cells through Plug Power. Plug Power CEO Andy Marsh joins us to talk about how hydrogen fuel cells can really charge up the supply chain. My guest today is Plug Power CEO, Andy Marsh. Andy, thank you so much for taking some time to talk with us today. Thank you for allowing me to come, Jeff. So, Andy, we're going to talk about Plug Power and hydrogen fuel cell technology today. Uh, In the meantime, can you tell our audience a little bit about you and your background and maybe how you got into the industry and then uh, a little bit about your work with Plug Power? Sure. Well, Jeff, I'm a graduate of Temple University in Philadelphia, PA. And after graduating from college with a degree in electrical engineering, I went to work for Bell Laboratories. And I actually, over that career of 18 years, I worked on equipment from wireless equipment in the early 80s before people had cell phones to broadband equipment in the late 80s and uh, actually put power supplies on Intel chips uh, at points in my career. Uh, About 2001, I actually left my job with Bell Labs and started my own company. And that company called Valier Power, we grew to over $100 million in seven years. We provided power to the edge of the network for telecommunications. And uh, I was fortunate enough to be offered the position of CEO of Plug about uh, back in 2008. And what kind of stuff are you doing with Plug Power now? Sure. So when I started with the company back then, Plug was an R&D house and really had about $1 million in total revenue. This year, our number will be about 180 times that in total revenue. So it's been a big change. And we really focused the business at that time on one segment, which was putting fuel cells into forklift trucks and providing all the other elements, such as hydrogen infrastructure and aftermarket service to provide customers a turnkey solution. So, you know, that really is just the beginning for Plug because we really have always thought that uh, with the electrification of vehicles, especially for industrial products, fuel cells have a great advantage. Speaking of that, you recently signed agreements with two of America's largest retailers, Amazon and Walmart, uh, to bring hydrogen fuel cell technology to that whole supply chain operations. Tell us a little bit about that, and why do you think that is something that they found important enough to pursue? So I'm working with, I'll start with, Walmart, who we've been working with since I joined the company, even before I joined the company. And Walmart actually worked with us from concept to technology validation to product validation. And today, Walmart actually has over 6,500 of our units operating their forklift trucks. We've done 29 distribution centers with Walmart, and they've done it for really two primary reasons. One, we help them improve the productivity of their operations. And two, there can be significant long-term capital savings when one thinks about 24-7 operations. So our relationship with Walmart has been long and been deep. Uh, Walmart, as you know, is the largest retailer in the world. This past April, fortunately, we signed a large deal with Amazon 
the largest internet retailer in the world. And since from April to the end of the year, we'll actually ship over $70 million worth of products and services to Amazon. Now, the technology would obviously compete with existing battery-powered units. So what kind of ROI are we looking at there for the businesses? Sure. So the return on investment is usually under two years. And, you know, Jeff, this works best if you have fleets which are over 50 forklift trucks. If it's below 50 forklift trucks, there's probably a better solution for you today. Those we drive down our cost and we, uh, you know, in time with scale, you know, the, the value of the product for smaller operations will continue to expand the addressable market for plug. Now, over a 10-year span, we're looking at about a 10% uh, savings. Is that correct? Yeah, so you have to, you know, if I'm going to take it, you know, if you look at uh, from a productivity point mm -hmm. of view, if you're running two shifts, uh, when you think about the characteristics of a fuel cell, constant power, constant voltage, eliminating the battery change-out process if you change batteries, uh, eliminating having have more trucks and assets than you need if you do fast charging. Now, we estimate the productivity savings is over 10%. And now one of large retailer we deal with has actually reduced their forklift truck fleet by 15 to 20% by moving to fuel cells. And that's because they were using fast charge technology had many more assets than you would need with a fuel cell. So the payback can, and the IRR can be significantly higher than 10%. I would say for a 10-year period, IRRs are in the 20% range. And I would say that uh, the productivity savings that you instantly see are in the 10% range. The industry it itself isn't necessarily receptive to disruptive technology, right? Um, so what kind of changes are businesses going to have to consider with something like hydrogen fuel cell technology? That's an interesting question. And you're right, battery power forklift trucks been around since 1930. And when I started Bell Labs back in 1982, I used to have a wire phone plugged into the wall. And I suspect anybody selling wire phones plugged into the wall, not a great market today. And I think that's how it's going to be for people who don't move to fuel cell technology. When you take a step back and you have two of the biggest leaders in the retail industry providing validation, I mean, within, you know, within two, three years, we'll have half of Walmart's distribution centers converted to fuel cells. When you think about the work we're doing with Amazon, I think that when people take a step back and seeing, if, they're, if the leaders in the industry can save money by moving this technology, you should be asking yourself the same question. Why aren't you moving? And to change, uh, you know, the change is not as uh, difficult as one may imagine. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's always tough to do something new for the first time in your life. But uh, to change a battery power forklift truck to a fuel cell power forklift truck is relatively simple. Um, now, I have a facility today that's being cut over, a Walmart facility. We'll be converting 50 to 60 of their trucks in that facility over today. And it's, uh, it's really a matter of pulling out the old battery, clean up the acid and the mess the battery made on the truck, putting a new fuel cell in, uh, doing a software load to configure it with the truck, and the truck's ready. The hydrogen infrastructure, um, 
is mostly done outside. And Jeff, that takes about four weeks. Uh, you know, we have to uh, construct a pad. Uh, we put a industrial gas tank in. We run lines to the inside the building. And we have three or four fueling stations distributed around the operation, which is really slick because operators are always within hundreds of feet, often of a, a fueling station. In an instant gratification age of e-commerce where, you know, customers want everything yesterday, their increasing demand signals continue to shorten what we at Inbound Logistics call supply chain impatience. Will that end customer be able to see some of these benefits from HFC technology? Sure. Well, I think, Jeff, just the fact we help people like Walmart move goods 10% faster than they have before, uh, you know, that, that in itself allows the operation to move faster. And moving goods faster actually means not only are you getting them out the door faster, it actually means velocity through the warehouse so that there can be more goods available in the warehouse. So I think there's a unique benefit there. Interesting, I actually believe uh, fuel cell technology for f the supply chain doesn't really just send in the warehouse. Today, for example, we're doing delivery vans for Federal Express, running them on hydrogen. You know, I think the world is going electric. If you think about cars, and I think the question when you go electric is what makes more sense, fuel cells, batteries, or a combination of the two. And actually a lot has to do with how often you use an asset. So if you have a delivery van that's on the road 18 hours a day, which is automatically driven, fuel cells have a distinct advantage versus lithium batteries. You get twice the range. You end up having not to, it takes two to three minutes to charge versus an asset that's on the road is gonna take hours to charge daily. So there's a real advantage to fuel cell electric vehicles for industrial usage. If I had a car and I was driving for an hour a day, I would probably buy a lithium battery car. My problem is I don't have a charging station at my condo, but, but I mean, I think that there's different solutions for different applications. And for heavy industrial applications where you use the asset a great deal of the time, fuel cells make a great deal of sense. Right, we were talking about this being a potentially disruptive technology. Do you view it as disruptive or is that uh, not the right term for it? Oh, I don't know what the word disruptive is, but uh, uh, I would say this, that, uh, you know, I always kind of look at customers and what they're doing. And when you have people like Amazon or Walmart putting real money down on the table and saying, this changes my operations from what we've been doing since 1930, probably meets the definition of disruptive. Beyond the warehouse, you were talking about a few of the applications. What are some other long-term applications of the technology? Sure. So again, kind of in the supply chain. Yeah. And, you know, so fundamentally, and going back to if you believe in the electrification of vehicles. And there's some really primary reasons outside the carbon reductions why vehicles should be electri electrified. One is they're more reliable. Two, in long term, electric vehicles will be lower in cost than internal combustion engine vehicles just because of the simplicity of the drivetrain. Go take a look in a Tesla showroom and stare at how simple those drivetrains are. You know, so those are, you know, that concept of electrification is coming. On top of that, when you think about AGVs, vehicles being guided, 
And by the way, we're powering a lot of automatic guided vehicles already in warehouses. You know, electrification makes sense. And then when you start thinking about batteries versus fuel cells, as I mentioned before, fuel cells make the most sense when you care about how often you run it and range. Uh, and they also, how large is your fleet? So we've been looking at an activity at the Ontario Airport in California where there's four or 500 ground support pieces of equipment by one of the largest delivery companies. After about 15 or 20 units, the cost of putting hydrogen in versus electricity in crosses where fuel cells make more sense. So there's an opportunity there for lower costs. Additionally, as I mentioned before, fuel cells like your car, you can fill it up in two, three minutes, be back on the road. It takes a lot of the complexity of operations, especially if you have an asset that's automatically driven and you want it on the road all the time. That's where fuel cells win. And speaking about the technology itself, if hydrogen fuel cells have been around for a little while. Oh, sure. My father worked on them back in 1965, so sh they've been around for a while. They right. took man to the moon. <laughs> so what do you think has been the hindrance to the technology being more widespread? Oh, I, I think that's a, uh, it's one of the reasons, Jeff, we went into fleet vehicles originally. It really was the availability of hydrogen fueling stations. And so, you know, if you look at many of our applications, we use as much hydrogen in one day as a gas station would use. So you can look at the economics makes sense. It's pretty difficult for one car, one gas station. Makes a lot of sense when you have 50 vehicles and a fueling station so you can start making the economics work. So that's been the real, in my mind, the real overhang for the, for the whole industry. That being said, you go in many places around the world, including the United States, uh, California in the next few years, they'll have over 100 fueling stations in the state. They have over 37 hydrogen fueling stations today on the road. Uh, they're building a fueling, Air Liquide and Toyota are building fueling stations down the East Coast. Uh, Japan expects to really highlight hydrogen at the 2020 Olympics. I was meeting with folks from Taipei yesterday and they were talking to me about they hope to mimic Japan. Uh, fuel cells are in the Chinese five-year plan. So these, the subsidies for fuel cells far exceed batteries today because the Chinese have recognized the value of range, asset utilization, you know, and have a commitment to put the fueling stations on the road. Germany will have 100 on the Autobahn in the next three or four years. So fuel cells are coming. All right. So where can our audience go to learn more about Plug Power? I think you can go to numerous places. Uh, you can go to our website, obviously, www.plugpower.com. Like most people, we have a Facebook page. You can follow us on Twitter. And, uh, and you can uh, follow us in the news and, and on your broadcast here, Jeff. <laughs> Excellent, excellent. Um, it sounds like exciting stuff. I wish Plug Power the best of luck, and thank you again for joining me. Okay, thank you for taking the time today. I appreciate it. Inbound Logistics Magazine is the information leader in supply chain and logistics management. Start your free print and digital subscription today by visiting bit.ly slash get il. That's bit.ly 
L-Y slash get underscore I-L and stay ahead of the 3PL game. The Inbound Logistics Podcast is a production of Inbound Logistics Magazine. For the most in-depth information around logistics, transportation, and supply chain practices, get your free print and digital subscription at inboundlogistics.com slash subscribe. Connect with us via LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube for the most current developments in the industry. If you'd like to leave us some feedback or have a topic you'd like to see covered in a future episode, call our dialogue line at 888-878-3247 or leave us an email at podcast at inboundlogistics.com. I'm your host, Jeff Vita. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time here on the Inbound Logistics Podcast.